Wow. Well, welcome to today, a very special Sunday where we celebrate our lead pastors, Pastor Dave and Kim Olson on 30 years. I know that we are all as a church very spread apart right now. You might be at home, you might be meeting in our, our Kelowna location at the Grand Ten, you might be in Revelstoke right now, and I know Revelstoke, you got to tune into last week's service for a little bit and then tune into this, but lo and behold, either way, you still would have been listening to me preach, so joke's on you. Um, And then here, we are just running a very first test service at the Vernon location, gathering together. Wow, they're loud. Um, But we are so excited to be able to celebrate Pastor Dave and Kim. So just for a moment, I know we're all distant and and whatnot, but why don't we just quickly celebrate Pastor Dave and Kim? Why don't you raise your hands, clap, and just applaud them on 30 years of ministry across um, you know, I have, I have, whether you know this or not, my name is Josiah, and along with my beautiful wife, we get the privilege of being the Vernon Location Pastors. Um, and whether you know this or not, I have had an, uh, a firsthand look at 30 years of ministry for Pastor Dave and Kim, because lo and behold, they are my parents. I know, the secret is out. We don't look anything alike, um, but now you know it to be true. And uh, you know what? I, I know that um, when I became a pastor, maybe five years ago, six years ago, I thought as a pastor's kid, I knew what it was like to be a pastor until I became a pastor and realized I still had no clue. Um, but what I have to say is that um, when, you, when you pastor for a period of time like Pastor Dave and Kim have, is none of us, not a single one of us, know the journey and the pain and the, the perseverance that they've had to go through. So what we do today is just a small token to honor something that we can't quite comprehend. And it's pretty amazing. Uh, I know... Um, uh, someone will mention it later, so I won't, I won't take theirs. But we want to we step in for just about 15 minutes. I might, I'm probably lying for how long I'll take because I usually do. But for about 15 minutes, I just want to share a quick message. Does it sound good? Great. I like that there's people in the room. You guys are far more encouraging than my wife. Hey, so uh, I thought, you know, I was thinking about what I could share on this morning, and it seems a little funny because I know we're doing, we've sort of hijacked the service a little bit for a 30-year anniversary, which is going to mean a lot to some, and to some of you, absolutely nothing, and I understand that, but that's okay. But I thought, what could I I share on? So uh, I want to give you the title of my message, but before that, I'll maybe give you the verse, and it's going to be found in Isaiah Isaiah 40, uh, starting in verse 28, but we're really going to hover around verse 31, and it's going to say this, it says, Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord, everybody say wait on the Lord. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The title of my message today, for those who are taking notes wherever you are, it's Those Who Wait. Why don't you bow your heads as I pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we are gathered. God, we thank you for your presence. I thank you that in your word it says where two or more are gathered in your name, you are there. How simple it is to get into the presence of God. We thank you that we are two or more gathered in many places where your presence meets us where we are. We pray right now for our lead pastors, Pastor Dave and Kim, that you would, uh, you would help them to feel honored today 
in this celebration. Help them to feel encouraged. Help them to feel loved. And God, let us be people who are lifting the arms of our leaders. In Jesus' heavenly name we pray. Amen. Those who wait. I am probably going to say that statement 20 times in the next 20 minutes. No, no, 10 minutes. <laughs> you know, it's getting longer. You're listening too well, babe. Um, I don't know about you, but I don't like waiting. <laughs> and I don't even think our society likes waiting. Like, we have invented everything possible to avoid the concept of waiting. We have the microwave. Because no one wants to wait for something to cook on the stovetop. We have the hungry man dinner. That's right. The hungry man dinner, which even has a brownie in it. Don't ask me why I know that. But we have the hungry man dinner, which it could only, like, I think you could only maybe call it food. We have fast food restaurants, right? Everyone who's gone to Starbucks today, I can see you in the room. And all of these places that we quickly go through. And how many of you know, if it took you 10 minutes to get through a fast food restaurant, you'd be dying inside. Those who wait, you would think, at that moment. And I was interested by this scripture, because there seems to be a lot of time right now to wait. We've waited a long time, eight months in fact, since the last time anyone in our Vernon location has gathered for a service. Our Vernon location is barely eight months old. <laughs> Yet eight months we have waited to gather in any way, form, or type. Those who wait. I don't know about you, but in March I found myself waiting quite a bit. Waiting for something to change, because something had changed. Those who wait. Yet the scripture talks about the advantage of waiting. It does not talk about the disadvantage of waiting. It talks about those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. How many of you out there want renewed strength? Anyone who's pregnant or with children, you want renewed strength. I understand my wife's pregnant, so I can say that. It's not as bad if you're, I think. Those who wait, you, you, know, you want some strength. You wanna, who wants to mount up like an eagle? It sounds very majestic. They shall run and not be weary. It says that even the youth run and get weary. They shall walk and not faint. These sound like amazing things. Those who wait. And the Bible talks a lot of circumstances of waiting. There's this story in Acts 1 to 2. Jesus has come back after death and he tells his disciples, he said, wait for me. Go to Jerusalem and wait for the gift that I am sending. Those who wait. It says that the, the power of God, the Holy Spirit, came on Passover, which was 10, or, yeah, on Passover, that, which was 10 days later. So for 10 days they waited for God. There's a parable, a story that Jesus tells, and, and parable really just means Jesus told a story in a metaphor to explain something in our human condition. And he tells this story about 10 virgins. It's found in Matthew. 10 virgins who are waiting for the bridegroom. They come, they know the bridegroom is coming, and these ten virgins bring their lamps because it's going to be nighttime, so they have oil lamps. They bring their lamps, and five of them bring just their lamps. Five of them bring their lamps with extra oil. And they wait, and they hear the announcement that the bridegroom is coming, and those who did not bring extra oil asked those who brought extra oil. They said, can we borrow some oil because we've run out of oil, and we need to go now. And they said, no, why don't you go buy it yourself? Very, very kind virgins. And they say, why don't you go buy it yourself? And of course, they miss out on it. It actually says in that story that the bridegroom was late. So here's something interesting. The people who were prepared for the bridegroom to come were those who were over-prepared. 
The five who just had their lamps actually had enough oil for if the bridegroom had come when they expected it. I actually think in this story about the the ten virgins that there's three sorts of people in here. There's There's the virgins who waited and had oil, the overprepared, those who wait, I would call them. There was the five virgins who showed up with their lamps. I would call those those who waited. And then I know it's, it's sort of reading into this a little bit, and bear with me for a moment, but there was only ten virgins there. There must have been other people who could have been there. There were some who were unprepared at all to be there. And isn't it funny how the prize or the reward does not ex- exist for those who waited, but those who wait? I know it's, it's just a little turn on the word. But sometimes I get very sick of waiting, and I become those who waited, not those who continue to wait. Let's go back to this scripture in Isaiah for a moment. It says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Not a single person hearing this from my voice right now does not think that they want more strength, that they want to be able to run and not grow weary. This is something we want. And it says, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. I think the biggest misinterpretation of this scripture, the biggest issue I could have with what we understand it to be sometimes, is we hear it as a moment. Oh God, I need you today, so I'm waiting on you. Okay, you're there, let's go on. But it's not actually a scripture about one day. It's a scripture about a lifestyle choice. Those who continue to wait on the Lord. Because here's what happens when you wait on the Lord. Now, I I guess maybe I should explain that for a moment. What is waiting on the Lord? Waiting on the Lord is, is waiting for his presence to be a part of your life. It's allowing his ability, his strength, to ingest itself inside of you so that you're not remaining on your own strength. Because how many of you know you cannot fly like an eagle? I know there's a song about it, and you're all singing it in your head right now, but you cannot fly like an eagle. It's actually talking about the strength coming from Christ to do what it is. You cannot run and not get weary. You cannot walk and not faint. These are inhuman abilities. They are supernatural abilities, which means they have to come from a supernatural source. Okay, so these things that we need in our life that will give us longevity in our life need to come from a source that is not in our life by itself. Those who wait on the Lord. You wait on the Lord for him to instill himself upon you, to turn your sights to him. But here's what happens is we do it for a moment and then we wait on worry. And we wait on uncertainty. And we wait on the lack, and we wait on the misinformation, and we focus on all these things, and and God is actually giving us a very simple thing. Here's a a quick tip for a moment. I've been um, in church for a lot of years, which doesn't mean I know anything. Let's just just mean that for a moment, but I've been in church a lot of years, and and I've learned a couple things, maybe two, but one thing that I've learned is that when I turn my attention to Jesus, things fall apart fall away that didn't matter. And one of the other things I have learned, I keep missing it. It keeps flying out of my mind. Oh, give me a moment here. One of the other things I've learned, this is all for the awkward silence moment that I'm used to in church. I can wait. (laughs) Thank you. Ah, here. 
Most things that Jesus asks us to do are extremely simple and ridiculously hard. So many times I want to overcomplicate things that Jesus asks us to do because it shouldn't be so simple. But no, no, no. He says my burden is light. Things are simple that Jesus asks us to do. They're just not easy. You know, it's simple to go to the gym. It's just not easy. It's simple to not eat a chocolate bar. It's just not easy. It's simple to have a hungry man dinner in a microwave. It's just not... Well, actually, that's pretty easy. (laughs) You get what I'm saying? Those who wait on the Lord, it's a simple thing. Because what happens when I wait on the Lord? When I focus in on Jesus, my worries disappear. Because where Jesus is, worry can't exist. Where Jesus is, faith has to invade. Where Jesus is, fear can't exist. Where Jesus is, lack can't exist. Where Jesus is, all of these things that we don't want in our life disappear. Where Jesus is, strength comes to us from a supernatural source that is not available in ourself. Those who wait, not those who wait in. This is my one encouragement for you, and I think, I think, I have no idea when I started, so that's all right. I'll just keep going for another 20 minutes. Sound good? There's only three of you who said yes. <laughs> we can be those who never showed up. We can be those who are categorized by those who waited. Or we can be those who wait. And let me tell you and remind you about that thing about those who wait. Those who wait were overprepared. They showed up with lamps and they showed up with extra oil. And the bridegroom was late. Now, Maybe you have had a relationship with Jesus for a little while. Is there ever, I don't think so, but has there ever been a time where you have thought, Jesus, you're late? Probably never, right? Like, there's never a time where Jesus' timing has not matched what you thought time was. Like, you know, it's, it's always been, like, spot on. No, no, that has not been my experience. My experience has been, when I think I have waited long enough, Jesus, okay, it's been a year, it's good, um, I'm ready And then it's been five years before he tells me I'm actually ready. Because there's some things that he needs to strip out of us, some things that he works out of us that just take time. Those who wait. I wonder how many of the disciples, when Jesus said, will you wait in the upper room, wait in Jerusalem while I send a gift. I, I wonder how many people were the waited and not those who wait. How many people are missing out on things because they waited and they didn't wait. Daily, I encourage you, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall rise up on wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Let me give you what I think is the secret or a secret to longevity is those who wait. And I'm, I'm very proud as a son that, you know, Pastor Dave, Pastor Kim, those are, those are people who wait. 30 years you get to in ministry because you wait, not because you waited. We'd not be here celebrating if Pastor Dave and Kim gave up 10 years ago. They would be those who waited. But today they are those who wait. And I encourage you to continue to be a person who waits. In Kelowna, in Revelstoke, here in Vernon, at home, wherever you are, the things that Jesus asks for us in our life, they are very simple. They are not very easy. Those who wait. 
In our society, we like, to, we like to base things on hours and minutes. You know, you get paid by the hour. Many of you may. You have a, a calendar. I'm always encouraged by what my friend Jeff Holomas says. He's got this thing that he posts or says, or posts and says, that says we all have the same 24 hours. It's very discouraging when you see him up at 4 a.m. at the gym and you know that his last post was at 11 p.m. last night. Those are a lot more 24 hours than I got. I'm sure of it. But we measure a lot of things in time. So it'd be, it'd be really nice if I could tell you, and this would be really easy for us, I think, if I could say, so what you need to do is you need to wait on the Lord for five minutes every day. What you need to do is you need to read your Bible for 10 minutes every day. What you need to do is you need to pray fervently for two hours every day, and that's how you'll wait on the Lord. But, but I'm sorry, that's not something I can prescribe to you. Because... Jesus doesn't want to be a prescription in your life. He wants to be a relationship in your life. He doesn't want to be something you check off on your list in the day, but he wants to be a place that you get to. Babe, five minutes a day and that will maintain our marriage, right? It's not about an amount of time you spend with Jesus. It's about a place you get with him. Those who wait. These virgins, they were there, they waited for the bridegroom, they waited without oil, they waited with oil, but it was those who got to the spot where they met with the bridegroom or those who waited, who wait, those who wait. It was those who waited who never got to the spot with the bridegroom. I'm just trying to encourage you one more time is this. Those who wait get face to face with Jesus. Maybe it takes you five minutes and then maybe it takes you two weeks You know, it's been eight months where you've been away from church and away from an environment that helps you get there maybe. And maybe it's been harder to get into a place where you're in relationship with Jesus. But let me encourage you again. Let us be a people, those who wait. Can I read that scripture to you one more time? You didn't say yes, but I'm going to do it. But those (laughs) those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. God, we thank you that access to you is simple. God, I pray that you give us the tenacity to overcome that what might be hard. To get to a place where we encounter you, where we meet with you. God, I pray that this be a people of those who wait on the Lord. Those who wait. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.